0: Hello and thank you once again for tuning in to episode 3 of Strange Talk, the podcast where we discuss the strange and the paranormal as well as dive into weird and unexplained events uh, that many people out there just don't know of or hear about. Um, But first I want to go ahead and introduce uh, my social medias where you can go ahead and reach me and where you can can keep up with uh, our next episodes coming up. Uh you're gonna be able to find uh me on Instagram, it's gonna be Strange Talk AM. That's gonna be all lowercase. All together, just Strange Talk AM. Uh Twitter, it's gonna be Strange Talk Pod 2. That's also gonna be all together, no spaces. Uh Strange Talk P O D 2. Should be able to pop up under there. Uh I'd like very happy to announce uh, the available listening platforms. Uh, as of today uh the listening platforms that uh Strange Talk is available on is uh Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Very excited to announce that. Um, if you have any of these you should be able to tune in. And actually uh should be a link when you click on any of these go to any of these pages should be a link underneath where you can go ahead and support the podcast if you would like to help with a donation. I believe it ranges from 99 cents, $3, maybe $5 at the most. Um any help would be appreciated. If not, I still appreciate anybody listening. Um let's go ahead and sort of give you a little introduction of the episode and if you noticed I've gone ahead and named this episode Close to Home. Uh the reason for
1: that being that um we're gonna be discussing some strange uh paranormal uh events and legends uh around the San Antonio area and even around the Kirk County
0: Kirk County area um that I wanna go ahead and sort of have some people listen to. Um some I'm sure I'm sure you've heard if you're around the area. Um others that will quite frankly I think go under the radar and we don't really hear them until they're brought out. So I want to go ahead and start by um, letting you guys listen in to this uh, 911 call that was made in San Antonio by a homeless couple uh, who were staying somewhere in the woods and uh, they went ahead and had a weird encounter to say the least. I'm going to go ahead and have y'all listen to the Official dispatch recording, and uh afterwards, I'll go ahead and sort of comment over what i think and and uh sort of give you my thoughts. so make sure you listen up uh you want to go ahead and maybe re- turn up the audio a little bit on your phone, but I believe you should be able to hear it pretty well. It's a really really good quality call. San
2: Antonio need police fire or e m s I'm not real sure, ma'am. Um, I just watched the biggest it, it, it was a critter, but it, it smelled real bad. I'm a homeless female. I live right in the middle of the woods, around 151 to the north of Collabor 1604, where the light is. Uh-huh. This big thing was 75 feet away from me, smells awful. Devoured a whole deer carcass and then took off and like screamed, screeched, and took off across the street. And I know you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm dead serious. There was something very big, bigger, a lot bigger than me, <laughs> out here. So this is probably somebody should know. I really okay. don't know what you can do about it. Oh, okay. how long ago did this happen? This is uh, I want like immediately. Like, I just, yeah, I don't know, it's animal control, I mean, it's... Okay, it's, again, now tell me, where was it, this is at 151 at Calabria? Okay, yeah, like, you know, the light at 151, just up from Calabria on 16, like on 1604 or 1604 split, and you can get off on the access road to Calabria, or you can take 151 right at light right there, is yes, right in there. It is a very large, hairy animal of some kind. <laughs> now, was it standing on two or four? Well, if I told you it was standing on two legs, you're going to think I'm crazy. But I'm serious, it ran off a breaking limbs and trees, And it kind of screeched howls. And a very creepy, scary thing. Cause like I said, I I live in a tent, um, in the woods. So you live I never. In a tent? Yes, ma'am. I'm a homeless female. I live in a tent in the woods, and I just saw this freaky, scary, very large creature devour a deer and run off across the road. So uh, okay, I don't know. Is there any way that we can have an officer contact you? Uh, yeah. I guess it's this number. Um, but i really prefer, like, animal control or somebody bigger than me. Like, I appreciate it. I just thought somebody should know that there's a very large animal in the vicinity. Now, the deer was walking around and, you know, the deer was dead. <laughs> and it got devoured. Well, it was a carcass. Okay, and do you see signs of, of, of a dead deer, blood, or whatever? Um, actually, ma'am, uh... I'm not, I'm not gonna go check it out right at the moment. Is okay. that okay? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for daylight. I got, I don't own anything but a machete and a hatchet, so I'm kind of creeped out. I just thought, like I said, I thought somebody should know there's a very large something big enough to eat as deer and as a Are predator. Is someone there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Did they see it too? Yes, ma'am. How, yeah. about, how about if I have an officer contact you guys out there? Um, I'm not gonna leave my camp right at the moment. I mean I if they yes. wanna come look at the light. She wants an officer to meet us. Oh um, yeah. still <laughs> we're not leaving where we're at is what we're trying to say. Oh I'm a little God. bit scared and it's raining and um I just want somebody to maybe check it out in the morning when it's not dark. Well, looks cool, what I, I can do right now is I can have an officer patrol that area. Which direction it's did it two, run? It, was it ran two, across um, well, two, one, the light at 151, two, like three, towards the water tower on two feet, like two, my husband said. Something very weird. I just wanted to get documentation had and out of animal control. Had you so ever smoke seen or heard anything like this before? No, ma'am. No, I've lived no, in the woods for a while. I've lived in the woods for six years. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've lived in the woods for six years. I swear to God, I've never seen nothing like this. No. This is bigger than me, and it, it had a very odd smell. I'm six right. I'm, I'm six, three. I'm six three. It's bigger than me. So. But, yeah, he, it's bigger than six foot three. Yeah, it's very large. I, I, I because, because, so oh. yeah. What? So, what did he say? He carried the carcass off. I mean, oh, he carried like, it with okay. nothing. Like, just, like, I, I want to believe that it was a large cat or bear, but I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not gonna there's there's tell you there's what there's... I think it is. Cause what just, does he think it is? <laughs> You know, what why do you think it is? Well, I tell you what, I don't know. I would be a liar if I said I thought I knew what it was, but I don't know. But I know it picked up that deer and walked. Would you oh. think? Yeah. It's a very large something that smells so bad and is bigger than we are. So. Okay, so you saw it walk in which direction? Run or walk in which direction? Towards the light at 151 and 1604. It went towards the water tower. Went towards the water tower area. And it screeched. howls yelled yeah. <laughs> when it it went yeah when it it worked it up. His foot. I mean my my husband's a very large nothing's ever scared him ever <laughs> and uh, I mean both we both saw it so. It's good. No type of clothing, uh, no, no, it was for okay. Or as as far as I can tell, I mean it's a pretty light night out, because um, of the overcast. Uh-huh. And uh we out our fire and I have a like a, a blanket thing hung up it as was a drama. And it I it saw it over the top of that. And when it ran it cracked branches Please. Yes. Large. Like I like the size of a grizzly bear. Imagine that. What well, old still was with two swim. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know yeah. I, I know. I just you know what Okay. And did you uh, and what is your name? Jennifer Jennifer. Yeah, it's raining now and we can't hear nothing outside, so it's kinda of scary. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll have an officer patrol that area and see what we can find. Uh, I, say, I know, I mean you guys might be able to find something animal control, might be able to find tracks or something in the morning. It's hard to find tracks on this area the old area, area or oh. not. Right now. She said she's gonna send bad patrol around the area. So All right. And yes, you can call, get to the light, get to the, the, the light, and sound, and sound your siren, and it'll come out of the woods. <clears throat> and talk to you. And, and get, I, you guys have your cats set up at 151 in Calabria? Um, I mean, not exactly, but yeah, I mean, it's go in over, the area. Just go to the light, and sound the siren, and we would hear you where we're at.
1: Welcome, welcome to you at 151 and 1604, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Alright. Alright. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Now, what'd y'all think of that? Now, I have some stuff I want to go ahead and, and comment on on that
0: call and some things I'd like to point out. First, I do want to go ahead. I found the article. An article released. Um, the name of the article. Uh, it was released December 8th of 2009. By KHOU11. It's called, I'm Dead Serious. San Antonio Homeless Couple calls 911 to Report Bigfoot sighting. San Antonio police have released a 911 dispatch call, reporting a Bigfoot sighting. The audio recording between a dispatcher and the homeless couple lasts more than eight minutes. In it, the primary caller appears sober and deliberate as she describes the beast, November 30th. And, And I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm dead serious, she says. On the recording. This big thing was 75 feet away from me, smelled awful, devoured a whole deer carcass, and then took off and screamed, screeched, and took off across the street. I'm going to tell you right now, I've lived in the woods six years. Swear to God, I've never seen nothing like this. I'm six feet three inches, it's bigger than me said the 63-year-old husband. Uh, The couple claims the creature walked upright as it carried the deer carcass off into the woods. Uh, The caller said they were living in a tent in the woods in northwest San Antonio near the intersection of Highway 151 and Loop 1604. Uh, The area has acres of wooded terrain surrounding it. And that area is actually very... Uh, often used by homeless to stay there. So there's the article uh, in case anybody wants to say that it was a fake
1: dispatch call. Well, I want to go ahead out first and say um, anybody that knows anything
0: about uh, the homeless or unfortunately anyone that's ever found themselves in that situation uh and they're living out uh either in a car or like these like this couple was living out in the woods somewhere in a tent um you know that the homeless try to avoid the police at all costs um homeless don't call the cops just because because most often than not, uh, the homeless end up being kicked out or having to move or relocate because the area where they're uh, sleeping or where they're staying, um, you know, they, they're not allowed to be there. So, and, and as well as some other things, so most, most of the time, uh, a homeless couple, you know, in the middle of the night, is not going to just decide to prank call or to call the cops for no reason unless they felt that there was really something something strange, something weird going on going on around there. Um I'm going to say right now I I I be, the call sounds genuine. Um the lady's voice, she sounds, you know, and and the and, and her husband. Um they sound shaken up to me they definitely sound like they saw something out there um you know and and that right there you know it and they called the cops so they obviously there was there was a report filed on it so whatever it was they saw they were willing to meet with officers in the middle of the night and i've actually come across some more information there's a There's been a couple more weird sightings uh, described by homeless uh, staying around that area. So, what do you guys think? Is anybody uh, from around that area, can you tell me if, this was 2009. uh, Anybody from that area, can you tell me if that area is still around, if it's still wooded? Uh, if you still, if there's still homeless people living around that area. Um, I also want to point out, they didn't change their story at all. You know, in the beginning, you know, she she does say it carried off a carcass. You know, and then once again, almost towards the end, she's once again said it carried off the carcass. So they, you know, a lot of, they kept their story in line. If they were making up the story, they didn't get and once again why would you make up a story and prank 911 first of all if you're a homeless couple living in the woods somewhere why why what why why are you going to be into prank calling
1: in the middle of the night don't you think they'd have more things to worry about and why would you prank call the the police You know, I believe these people did see something out there.
0: And um, for this to have made the news, obviously, it had to have have had some weight to it, don't you think? I want to go ahead and also get into some other uh, legends surrounding uh, San Antonio for now. And I want to go ahead and I'm sure you guys have heard of this one. Uh, but I'm sure there's many out there that have not. And uh, that would be the story
1: of the San Antonio uh, railroad tracks. The ghost children. Uh, San Antonio, Texas is the site of uh, one of the most famous ghost stories. And, uh, actually, not far... Not far from that area, uh, there was a
0: tragedy. Uh, reportedly, in that site, and uh, reported that a school bus, uh, a train, collided with a school bus full of children. In the 1930s or 40s. And according to the legend. uh, It was a rainy Texas morning. As the train moved swiftly down the tracks. When the engineer spied. A school bus stalling along his path. Uh,
1: Frantically pulling his brake and tugging on the horn. On the train whistle. um, The. Of course the. The engine was going way too fast towards
0: the school bus, and it was unable to stop in time. It uh, says here, 10 children reportedly lost their lives that day. And uh, as the story goes, if you park your car directly over the tracks and shift into neutral, uh, the ghost of the children will push it uphill, out of the way of an oncoming train. Uh And many people actually claim they go ahead and uh, pour baby powder or flour, and you can supposedly see the fingerprints small fingerprints afterwards uh The story has been featured on uh numerous television shows uh such as sightings and uh on unsolved mysteries, also many Texas magazines and newspapers. And yes, I've heard of this one, uh, especially as a kid, um, grew up about an hour, 30 minutes away from San Antonio. So you definitely hear about this one, um,
1: and I've seen quite a few, uh, news, news articles on it, actually. And, you know, I want to go ahead and, um. And say, I've, I have I want to go ahead and ask if anybody's ever tried this themselves.
0: Anybody out there in San Antonio, Texas. If they've uh, ever tried this, I want to go ahead and tell me uh, if you've ever seen the fingerprints.
1: If uh, you've ever had your car pushed on neutral in that area. Please go ahead and uh, send me a direct message. Uh, to either
0: my Instagram or my Twitter. And I like to go over it. And maybe possibly have it on the show. And you know, I've also heard, um, I'm not exactly sure if anybody can also confirm. But I know that there's, the streets around there are named after children. I'm not sure if it's exactly 10, uh, 10 streets. Uh. Right where around the tracks used to work. And they say, you know, of course, they say that these are for the dead children. That they renamed the streets after the dead children.
1: Very, very interesting. So that's two so far that we've gotten
0: into. that would be 2 and I want to go ahead and get on to 3. You know, that's uh there's a lot of these. That's why I'm telling you. There, there's a lot of these and it's kind of hard to choose which ones to have on the, on on this episode at least. So I'm definitely going to have to make this into um definitely going to have to make this into a little mini uh, another little series and have different ones. Why don't we go ahead and get into Curvial? Let's go ahead and go and get into some of the stories and legends and supposed hauntings in Kerrville. How does that sound? Well, why don't we go ahead and get into it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into an article here and read it for you about uh, reports of uh, strange, spooky encounters that have been occurring in Delaney Hall. Uh, a dormitory at Shriner University. Uh, the article reads uh, For a number of years now, residents of Delaney Hall, a dormitory at Shriner University, have reported seeing a young military cadet appearing in uniform, saluting, and then disappearing. Uh, witnesses say he's also been known to open doors for students and he's not the only one who was reported to have taken up residence there. Students also claim that the hall is haunted by eight former students. Rumors have grown over the years that the school suffered from a number of freak accidents occurring in the 1950s and 60s, uh, resulting in fatalities. Uh, the living residents of Delaney Hall now claim To have experienced spooky sensations and random doors slamming uh, while construction workers from a 2014 uh, renovation project have noted that their tools seemed to continue to disappear or get tampered with Uh, the deaths that that occurred in the school's, uh, school's earlier years are said to consist of a suicide As well as a fall down some stairs resulting in a broken neck Uh, the strange occurrences have gone on at the campus including apparitions of children seen late at night a security guard witnessing a light flickering on and off in delaney hall when it was confirmed by authorities to be empty and students being awakened at night by their radios and tvs turning on or off by themselves Uh, The building is also rumored to have a number of oddly cold spots throughout, uh, suggesting some sort of paranormal presence. It goes on to say that in addition to the spirits that haunt the hall, it's also been noted that close to it, in between the building and a creek on the property, uh, sit seven gravestones belonging to the Harris family who once resided on a farm there. Uh, Their stones are said to be flushed to the earth and hard to find, yet many that go looking for them report the air is unusually cooler near that portion of the Shriner University campus, signifying again the possibility of paranormal activity. Um, Although many of these details have yet to be recorded on film in a moment of actually happening, Uh, The witnesses hold true to their accounts, having experienced these haunting moments firsthand. Would you spend the night in Delaney Hall or in Shriner University campus after knowing about its troublesome past?
1: Uh, If so, I think you might have just found a good school. So would you, after hearing about that, It's a lot of uh, stuff going on, you know, and I've also always heard about that. Anybody out there
0: that has ever went uh, to Shriner or anybody going right now? uh, Have you ever had any strange experiences? Uh, If anybody has,
1: and uh, if you would like to stand by those, I would like to hear about it. I'd be very interested in in hearing your story
0: and uh maybe even putting it on the show and if you would like you would uh you would be able to remain uh
1: anonymous next up we have uh the the Kerr county courthouse uh
0: rumored to be haunted um and I've also always heard about this one. Uh, not as much as as the uh,
1: supposed hunting at Delaney Hall. But, you know, I have heard about this one. Um, and there's
0: quite a few places that I think you'd be surprised, you know, where, you know. Uh, Kirk County, Kerrville, um, to be exact,
1: has a lot of history. And a lot of stories, uh, such as this. why don't we go ahead and um get into the Kerr County courthouse um said to be haunted um by two uh two separate entities um actually uh, one being the jail I believe there was two deaths
0: that occurred there if I'm not sure. Um. And uh, the first supposed haunting. That goes on. At the courthouse. Uh, is that
1: of a first uh, couple. Um.
0: And um. That would be of a couple.
1: Who was supposedly. Were arguing. Um on the courthouse square back in the late 1800s. Uh,
0: their disagreement turned de- uh, deadly when the jealous young man shot and killed the woman, then later uh, turned the gun on himself, right there in front of the old courthouse. Uh, reading on, it says, Some people say on moonless nights you could see the pair in the shadows and hear them bickering with each other their fight never ending. Uh, the second story that involves the Kerr County courthouse, and I believe this
1: happened uh, sooner. If anybody knows, I would like to hear if this is uh, this really did happen. Um,
0: involves uh, this. This one involves uh, that. What was for a while the county jail. Um, looking at the front of the courthouse, you'll notice a basement. Two stories, and then a smaller third story at the top of the older part of the building, that third story um was the county jail at one time, and uh, county employees have reported um, that the old jail is haunted by an inmate who died in custody years ago. Uh, some report the room has strange noises. Like keys turning, a lock or metal banging against the old steel
1: bars. And I do believe that happened. That that happened a uh, little uh, sooner. So, if anybody remembers when that uh, there was a jail in the courthouse, um, please
0: let me know if you remember that. If you remember of anybody dying there be very interested in listening in on that. I want to go ahead and also also uh get into um uh another one, the last one of curve that I'm gonna mention. It's gonna be uh, Pier one. And um you know while doing some research here um came across some articles That I've stated that numerous employees there have had weird experiences while working there. uh, Such as felt cold spots. uh, Thought they heard somebody behind them. Or just heard weird noises when nobody was there. You know, and uh, I didn't really think nothing of it. I thought, oh, you know, maybe just something else, right? Well, with uh, uh, digging, as I was digging more and more. You know, um, I found out that way before, sometime in the 1940s, um, what is now, uh, Pier 1, Cece's, Culver's, McDonald's, that whole parking lot, uh, was actually, none of that was there. Uh, back in the 1940s, that was all, uh, they built a drive-in theater, and, uh, It was called, uh, the Bolero Drive-In Theater. And, um, you know, obviously there was nothing there at the time. The way, uh, the way you know Kerville now. Walmart wasn't there. None of that parking lot was there. Well, I came across, um, information where there was a ticket, a ticket, uh, teller. It was a lady, um and she ended up being one day she ended up being uh murdered there
1: uh by a man who uh stabbed her at the ticket booth uh and lit her on fire
0: and uh supposedly he he was they say he was uh intoxicated on valium and uh alcohol and for no other reason than to rob this lady, uh, he went to the ticket booth and 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 did that heinous crime. And he ended up murdering her right then and there. However, it says that in his state, he ended up taking uh, her money and her car keys. And he actually uh, got in her car and drove up and parked as if to watch a movie where he was... Then apprehended by the police. Once I guess somebody had alerted authorities. I believe the man ended up being executed. But you know that's not that's not what I'm trying to get at. To uh, bringing it back to Pier One, and those those encounters that uh, have been reported there by employees, um, enough to where somebody made an article about it. Um, I was looking up information on the Bolero. And I'm actually going to go ahead and post uh, this on my social media. So if you go ahead and follow my social media, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and post this on there. And I found a satellite image of uh, sometime in the 60s or, or if, I'm not sure what date you know exactly it was. But it actually shows the Bolero, the drive-in. And you can see there was nothing there. Um, you, uh, you can see actually where the, and, and the thing that really kind of uh, made me think and f- kind of freaked me out a little bit and made me think of the stories at the pure 1 and was sort of the moment where I put one and one together. Um, went ahead and I found this uh, satellite image, or image from above, um, of the Bolero driving, and you can of course see, you know, you you can actually, when you go and look at it, if you're familiar with Kerville and you know the area well, I'm sure you, you you can go on my social media and find that picture. And you, you can see right now, you know, where it was. You can see where today McDonald's and Culver's is and CC's and Wingstop and all that little line of strip. Well, um, I went ahead and, and looked at it and yeah, sure, sure enough, that was a drive-in. And I found the uh, ticket stub where you would go ahead and buy the ticket stub where that lady was murdered
1: and uh, that ticket stub um booth you can tell from the satellite image uh that ticket stub booth was directly where uh pier 1 sits today definitely it was on it was it was by pier if i would
0: say if not if not where pier 1 is today ...right in between Pier
1: 1 and CeCe's. So the same... uh, ...store... ...Pier 1, where... ...employees have claimed... ...to have... um, ...seen... ...and felt and heard... ...strange things...
0: um, ...is the exact scene where... ...decades, 40, 50 years... ...before... A lady was murdered right then and there. And I was very, very taken back by whenever I connected. Of course, if I wouldn't have done uh, homework on it and found the, the theater there, I would have never known. Uh, it's very interesting what we really don't know. Uh, even where we're at, even, even where your house, even right now if you're at home. Or if you're in your office wherever you are, we really don't know what happened there 80, 90, 100 years ago, unless it's passed on from family to family, but most of this stuff I'm having a hard time even even finding, so I think that's something to think about, and uh, definitely I'm going to be looking more, because there's so much more stuff. Uh, not only from from Kerr County area, there's from San Antonio. There's so much things that I've come across that I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna have to be making another video on this. So I'm, I'm, I just want to go ahead and leave y'all um once again, uh, and thank you for for listening. I hope some of this stuff you can you, you found interesting. You can go ahead and look up for yourself, and dive into it. Um, go ahead and and look up. Bolero drive-in, and you should be able to come across uh, on images. It should have a satellite image, and you should be able to see uh, where the bolero and where where, where uh, the ticket booth would have been, and where the murder would have taken place. Um, and you can you can pretty much see today where where everything fits in, and and just go do your own homework on this stuff. Look it up. Um, Once again, Instagram, if you have any thoughts, any messages you'd like to relay to me, um, if you have any stories, if if you've experienced any of these, if you've been around any of these areas that I've mentioned, and if you've had any experiences there, um, please go ahead and send me a a personal message. You can reach me at Instagram, once again, that's StrengthsTalkAM, all together, lowercase. Instagram Strange Talk AM uh Twitter. It's gonna be Strange Talk Pod 2. Uh, lowercase, that's Strange Talk P-O-D
1: two. Looking forward to hearing from y'all. And take care until next time.